Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Habibi's podcast. Three game developers drinking Arab tea. I am your host, Osama Dorias. I am Rami Ismail. And I am Fauzi Mesmar. Okay, so what do we want to talk about this week? Um, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, again, played some video games. I've also watched WandaVision. Oh, so have I. I, uh, I was very excited. I mentioned it last week as something I wanted to watch. I'm not really a, a TV series person normally. But uh, I, I decided to give this one a go. Fauzi, did you watch it? Not yet. Okay, so we can't talk about it. Well, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit without no, spoiling. No, no, no. There's, okay. there's a lot of other people other than me listening, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, we can give them a warning to tune out for now. <laughs> we can do that. So, yeah, are you are you big without on the spoilers? MCU? Then are you big on the MCU? Yeah, yeah. I, I've watched everything like six times. I love yeah. those movies. Yeah, me too. I'm a very big fan. But I mean, I've, I've been a comic book fan since I was really young, so I'm in love with those characters, movies or not. Nice. It's on Disney Plus, isn't it? Sorry, what did you say? I was saying, is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's Disney yeah, Plus. Exactly. It's it's really smart because I, I had actually stopped my subscription after I watched everything I wanted to watch. And now I have to keep my subscription because the episodes are every week. Yeah, I mean, that's the right strategy for any of these uh, streaming services at this point. Netflix kind of, the only way Netflix can keep up right now is because they're releasing so much that you you can't you can't cancel because there's a next uh, show that's coming up right afterwards. But for everyone else, the, you know, like for Disney Plus, for me, uh, I was about to cancel before WandaVision came out. It's the only thing keeping me there. It is, it is very well done, though. Like, oh, without talking spoilers, like the just sort of the the level of quality in the central conceit and the way they're acting it out and sort of the versatility of it is uh it's really good i'm enjoying it a lot me too i was laughing out loud at so many moments it was actually yeah. really, really really good but, it, but it's like sort of like the sort of laughter that you have where you, where you're laughing genuinely at first and then as the laugh goes you realize it's it's you know, you're actually a little scared too, or something. You know, that kind of <laughs> uncomfortable laugh. laugh. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I've really enjoyed it. I've also started on um, on Hitman. How do you uh, like it? I, I mean, it's Hitman, right? Yeah. So if you like Hitman, you're you're gonna love Hitman Three. Uh, it is. Ask, you know, it is, it, first of all, there's a lot of nostalgia involved, but uh, besides that, it's just very well done. Um, the levels are fun and interesting and, and just incredible little puzzles, right? Uh, it, it was really interesting because I was trying to explain it to my mother the other day because um, she's playing Ghost of Tsushima now on, um, on her channel. And the... Um, there's always that point during a game where I start bringing up like potential next games, right? Things that I think are interesting. And I was trying to explain Hitman, and my mom really doesn't like violence in games. <laughs> and this is a game about being an assassin, right? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain, like, because it's weird, I don't think of Hitman as a violent game anymore. I used to. The original games were definitely super violent. But the current Hitman games are like slapstick humor puzzle games about assassination. They're so goofy. It's it's hard to just think of them as just violent. Right, and but then I, sorry, they had to lean into the the goofiness, right? Because like they didn't have the ability to make it perfectly realized at the time, I believe. So I think leaning into it was the right decision. Kind of like what Saints Row did, where it started off 
uh, a little less slapsticky and got more and more like over the top as the series went on. Not to that right. degree, but yeah, I think it's a right. Good the thing, the thing that got me is I was like, okay, and so it's it's slapstick, right? It's about putting an explosive in a golf ball, or uh, you know, getting somebody to test an ejector seat while it's it's still armed. Um, like it's silly, and I start the trailer, and it's just like the grimmest, real conspiracy kind of thing I've ever watched, and I'm like, ah, they're really playing sort of like this balance here, right? Like they're very serious about their story. And it's just like the future of the world is is at stake. And then you start at the level and it's like, what if I put some poison in this that makes him go to the toilet? And then I follow <laughs> him in the clown's outfit. <laughs> so like, I have you... a question. Yeah. Uh, so like if, you, if you've been playing uh, Hitman for a while, I, this is Hitman 3. Right? Yes, so which like is a... like the ninth game in the series or something. <laughs> because I, like, I think the last Hitman I played was Hitman Absolution. So I'm a little bit uh, out of the loop. And I know that they went episodic at some point, and this is like a continuation of this, an entirely new Hitman. What's what's the deal? So it's kind of weird. It's kind of a collection of Hitman plus a continuation of Hitman. Okay. Um, so I think it's it basically includes it includes a number of stuff from the previous games. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, all of it. So. Okay, um, wow. So Hitman 3 is, from what I understand, it's just Hitman 1 and 2 and 3. And I think they stayed on that main storyline course this time. Okay, because I was going to say the same thing. I haven't played a Hitman for quite some time. I, I, I don't remember the last one I played, but I played like Blood Money and, you know, other ones, other old ones. I can't remember the order in which they came out anymore. And I, But I didn't play Hitman 1 or 2. And I was wondering if it would ruin anything. I, I don't feel it would because of the type of game it is, but I was... Still curious if it would ruin everything if I jump into three. And now you're kind of saying that I didn't miss out. I could jump into three and potentially catch up, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, the, sto- the story, when, when you think about it, the story really is... Um, the story is pretty straightforward, right? Like, uh, assassin, handler, stuff goes down. Um, so th- there's not too much you will miss if you have no idea what's happening. Like, 47 is sort of ambiguous as a character anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it it's not that it's really not that uh, there's not that much that you miss. I feel uh, it's really. I mean, I, I could barely remember anything from the original Hitman. I remember like a shower scene, and I remember like uh, some plot to a conspiracy to like make me not a, like it's it's vague anyway. So I don't think I'd be missing out. Right. I'm actually looking forward to it. I think I'll pick it up. It's uh, it, it's really good. I, I like I said, I've only played the uh, the opening mission after the tutorial and just had a ton of fun. What I remember of the last time I played uh, Hitman Absolution, I was playing it with my brother, and I remember the brick being so overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we used the brick, and we just killed everyone in the one yeah. map. <laughs> just hide behind the wall, see someone, bam, with the brick. Like, I was like, no guns, no silencers, you didn't need any of this stuff, just the good yep. old brick. It's extremely powerful. <laughs> I, I will say, this is one, one thing that was funny, because I was playing the Dubai map, is like, obviously, you come across a sign, that has the Arabic backwards. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. You got so many things right. And then this, this, you know, it's a detail, but it still really stings to just walk around and be like, oh, well, they didn't care about that one. Yeah. Um, 
It was extra sad because it's actually a sign that kind of helps you navigate the place if you're in it. Oh, so it would be well, useful that, too. Um, yeah, it would have been. It's it's good to have if you're just kind of running up and trying to figure out which way to go, uh, especially That's sort of like a common thing to happen. Yeah, it's computers, right? It's it's a combination of computers and and putting in enough care. Yeah, like one localization tester could have caught that easily. So it's not translators. Like it was, if you read it the other way, you can understand what they were saying. Right. So it's not the translator's fault, but like, come on, just a little bit of testing goes a long way. Right. It's it's either a process error where they're not flagging every asset that has Arabic to get checked, or it's a, or it's a translation error, which seems unlikely because most of it was translated well. One of the signs was actually wrong, but that could also just be an asset error. Yeah. Um, or the people who are implementing it are not getting it checked at all by localization, which is even worse. Anyway, um, IO Interactive uh, reached out to me when I talked about it on Twitter, and they've said that they've made it a, a P2 priority bug where P1 is game breaking. Uh, I mean, wow. so um, they have it on their list and they're going to fix it. I mean, it's a very details oriented studio, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Inshallah, it'll be fixed soon. Inshallah. It's a, it's a relatively <laughs> cool. simple fix. I'm sure they're going to fix it in the next Right. Project. Shouldn't take long. Yeah, yeah. What have you... Yeah, good, on, good on IO yeah. um, for, you know, taking care of this. Sh- shame, that, shame that it had to go via Twitter, but <laughs> yeah, good, good that it's getting fixed. Yes. Yeah. So what have you two been up to? Um... I've I've played like I can I can talk about a video game and a show actually. So um, okay, a video game. Uh, speaking of like um, uh, services and stuff, I picked up Observation on Game Pass. Oh, you mean uh, the um, the the one in the spaceship? Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's this indie game. I've I've had it on my radar, but uh, I think it came out in 2019. Yeah. But I just uh, never got to play it uh, when it came out, and it came out on Xbox I think in 2020. Um, it's a, it's an indie game. I think it's published by Devolver Digital. No code is the developer. Uh, I think they're a studio in Scotland. They, so it's a, you you play as an AI in a spaceship, and like there's this something seriously went wrong in that spaceship. The crew's almost uh, all uh, like all of them gone missing. Uh, this is not spoilers. Like the mm-hmm. how the game starts, mm-hmm. and um, there's like one crew member. There's kind of asking you it's kind of like hey google can you find where everybody has gone and you're the google <laughs> in this case <laughs> and you're just um you you're you're solving puzzles in order to help that human kind of figure out what's going on and at the same time you switch between cameras you check on uh, pressure systems and stuff like that you flip switches and you do a bunch of puzzles it's interesting like the atmosphere is kind of kind of nice uh, you definitely feel like the the whole void in space. There's this uh, eeriness to the mystery that is kind of unfolding, and uh, it looks super cool. It looks very nice, like um, like very high quality graphics. Yeah, I, I I love that game. I thought it was I thought it was great. I think it got on my game of the years list in 2019 because it was just oh yeah, it's so incredibly good. Did did you sorry? Did you finish it? Not yet. I'm halfway through. I think. Gosh, the the atmosphere in that game, though, like the conceit is great, right? Because they're kind of flipping that the AI is evil on you, where you're like, "Am I evil?" <laughs> um, but at the same time, it, it feels very familiar as a setting. Mm-hmm. You're just like, "Oh, I, yeah, I, I understand the story. I understand how it's gonna go." You're just playing the wrong character. Yeah, 
really, really enjoying that. Um, but wait, yeah, I, I'm a little so confused. Are you the? You're not the AI. You're actually an astronaut. You are the AI. You are the AI. Okay, yeah, and there's so an you astronaut. Play the AI around? of the ship. Yeah, and there's an astronaut. So there's an astronaut in the spaceship, and you're the AI. Wow. And the astronaut is the one yelling, "Hey Google!" And you're Google in this case. Okay, uh, I, I understood that differently. Okay, that's that's intriguing. I've never been an AI in a game before. I'd... Yeah, you basically, you you can move between any camera to to sort of see the environment you can hack items to add them to things you can manipulate and you interact through like sort of uh weird mini games or this interface prompt and that's that's all you can do you're kind of stuck to uh your character and what they ask you to do that just shot yeah. up on my list now because i've had it on the list of games to play which is getting stupid long i'll never play all of these games <laughs> But now I'm much more intrigued. I actually, I saw videos, I saw a trailer. I always thought that you were um, like the astronaut and that there was a voice from like Mission Command or something <laughs> navigating, like telling you where to go and that, you know, it's going to end badly for you. That's what I imagine. I haven't played the game at all. So this is all guessing. Yeah. But this is actually more intriguing than that. That's that's interesting. It's a relatively short experience as well. It's like what, like uh, six, not even six, like probably like four hours to get through. Around uh, four to six hours, that's it. Good. So you can you can sit down the, like an evening and play it in a few days. I played it in one go. I was I was just shocked. Yeah, it's really really good. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, like the atmosphere a lot. I think the one caveat I might have uh, about it, but it's it's very common in this style of puzzle game. It's like, um, but maybe in the section that I've uh, that I've seen that I, have, I don't I haven't seen most of the game yet, but. It, it, it seems like it, they're mostly simple puzzles, like you need to find the right thing to do to kind of proceed with the story events. So there's not a lot of like decision making happening. It's very linear in those uh, chain of events. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen, uh, yeah, there's still much to see in the game, so I'll see how it goes. But like there's, there's the world building, the, the atmosphere, everything around this game, I'm really intrigued by. And playing the AI is uh, super interesting. It is. Well, thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, please tell, let me know how you, how you think if you play it. We'll do. And um, the show I watch is on Netflix. Uh, it's called. It's a Japanese show called Alice in Borderland. You guys heard about this? I've heard about it. I haven't seen anything of it. Same. I've seen the first episode. It's uh, it's generally like uh, I think it's my kind of like drama. Like it's it's a drama show that is kind of drama thriller. Um, that is, it could be an anime just as easily. I don't know if you guys ever like read or played battle, uh, watched Battle Royale. Played, I know you played a bunch, but yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that doesn't count. Yeah, the original Japanese one. Yes, I love it. Yeah, it's, imagine that being a TV show in which like there's a life and death kind of uh, game going on, and the characters are the contestants, and just weird stuff keeps on happening. Good. You recommend it? Uh, first episode was really interesting, so yeah, really enjoyed that. The main character is a person that plays a lot of video games, um, and like people keep telling him that he's lazy or whatnot for just playing video games, and he's like, you know, sucking at life for stuff. <laughs> but then when when they're placed in this environment because of their video game and puzzle solving ability, they're like the they're like saving everybody. So there's just there's <laughs> just 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 an absolute pioneer in animation, really kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I might check that out. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's it's fun so far. I'll watch a bit more of it before I can say like I absolutely recommend it. But the first episode was very very entertaining. Good. 
Well, you mentioned Observation was a short experience. Speaking of short experiences, uh, another game that had Game Pass that I had missed when it came out, uh, I played Donut County. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was actually really nice and sweet. It was so satisfying. It's basically, uh, for people who haven't played it, you're a hole. <laughs> and you move around and you suck things into you and you get bigger then you could suck in more like bigger things uh it's kind of like a uh, beautiful katamari but like in reverse um and, and and it reminds me of an old ea game called feeding frenzy where you're fish you eat other fish you get bigger and you could eat more fish and it has that same satisfying feeling of i see the goal the goal keeps getting closer and when i reach that goal there's another goal right afterwards that's right there uh, which is kind of the same lever that 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 uh uh, games like Civilization hit for me because I, I have, you know, my <laughs> I have an ability that's about to unlock in two days and I'm super looking forward to it in two game days, you know, or whatever. And then as soon as I get it, there's another one that's unlocks in three. And that's actually one of the reasons um, I can't sleep when I play Civilization because <laughs> it's just one more thing <laughs> that's just around the horizon. The good news is with Donut County is you can sleep because the entire game took me maybe two or three hours. It's really short. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, what else did I play? Okay, I continued Cyberpunk. Um, it's it's it, it's good. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, like I'm I'm I I didn't get to a point where I could talk intensely about it uh, or any differently than last week. Uh, so it's a little bit more of the same, but you know, it's continuing that goodness. Um, otherwise, Summer. yes. You you've met the, the Keanu Reeves character. Yes, that's that is the part I was talking about last week when I said right. that, that hit. Uh-huh. And when that hit, I was like, okay, this kind of feels like it should be the beginning of the game. How long have I been playing? Like six hours at that point? Four, four or six? I don't. I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. I, I should uh-huh. should have checked the timestamp. But that like anything, everything before that felt like a prologue. So my, I'm like, a six-hour pro- prologue, how long is this game? Especially because I was not <laughs> engaging in any side quests. I was like, you know, this is a game I don't have a lot of time these days. I'm just going to do main content. And after if I, after I finish the game, I'm going to decide if I'm going to do any side uh, content. Uh, but yeah, so I, I still don't know. The question stands, but don't answer me because it's a spoiler. But was that really the prologue? How long is this game? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cool seeing you experiencing that so i'm looking forward yeah. for that yeah so yeah I'm, but i like that section a lot i thought it was really oh cool. i i really did that part was really cool and th- there was a lull right before it happened where i'm like okay this is a little aimless it, it felt like and then this and then do that and then do this without any really yeah. you know strong link between them and that kind of tied it together uh so i'm expecting yeah. it to get better from this point on uh not that it was bad it's just you know it didn't live up to Witcher 3 standards up until now. Um, yeah. What else? I started Days Gone because I missed it before. And I heard a lot of people, someone asked, I forget who, someone on Twitter asked, is Days Gone worth my time? And a lot of people were, were, were said, no, it's a waste of time. And a lot of people were like, it's my game of the year that year. And anything that polarizing, I have to play. Right. <laughs> yeah. I- it's it's the the way I've always tried to describe to people who said should I play it is it is the game I hated most while playing it that I ended up loving at the end. Okay. And it's not because it's not because the ending is particularly good. It's because the good things build up very slowly over time, and the bad things are kind of continuous. Huh. They they have that zombie game problem. You know the zombie game problem. Yeah. The the one where you start the game and you're always super underpowered because the zombies have to be scary. Yep. 
but then just being scared at the zombies doesn't really make for a fun game so you have to get more powerful it feels like and then it's there's like that middle point where the zombies are like scary but you can deal with them and then there's like the end game part where you're so overpowered that there might as well not be zombies because you're just gonna like lawn mower through them or something Okay, I didn't get to that part yet. I see three zombies, and I'm like, whoa. Right. <laughs> I'm so, still early on. So Days Gone feels like it, it just extended that over a, a runtime that was way longer than they originally expected. So the sweet spot is actually kind of rare in the game. That sweet spot is the best part of the game, but, you know, until you get there, it's going to be rough. At first, the zombies are scary, feels kind of fun. But then for me, it kind of became tedious for a long time. And then I got too powerful and the game was just sort of like running through a space. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the game does a lot of stuff really well. It's just kind of hidden behind um, um, the, a little rocky. Yeah, I like uh, the, the voice maybe. acting a lot. Uh, a lot of the story, like they start off strong, but they kind of pepper it with a lot of uninteresting side quests in the middle. Like I, I read, I, I looked it up to see how long the game was, and I, I think it's about like thirty-five hours or forty hours. Yeah. And I, that just, I can see that this could already, without even having finished it, I think this would have been a better experience if it was a ten or twelve-hour game, just because I feel that there's a lot of padding already. I'm and I'm, I, I'm like ten hours in, something like that. Right. Uh, I, I liked it enough to play it for ten hours. I love the voice acting. I love the voice acting system. Like when someone calls you and it interrupts, and then you continue the conversation later. It felt mostly natural. There are a few situations where it just didn't work, and that's okay. Like, uh, right. It's, it's hard to make a perfect system, but mostly it was like it. It really felt like the people uh, did a good job of voice of you know of the of voice acting and making those characters come alive. Uh, and I'm intrigued enough at this point that I want to see how it ends. I want to like there are enough plots that I'm invested in, uh, but every time there's like a side mission type fetch quest in between, I kind of zone out. I won't lie. Just you wait until you get to this one mission where you have to burn like thirty nests or something, and you're oh, just running around being like, I don't have fire. How do I get fire? Oh no! Uh, I think I spent like an hour and a half on that one quest because something in the design got out of whack and I couldn't find any fire anymore and it was a disaster. Oh, no. But, uh, like you said, the story is very rewarding. The world is really interesting and fun and they, they, they do a really good job. So, I, I, knowing you, I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you. I actually appreciate that. Um, I actually didn't expect to like it very much because I don't really relate to the biker gang type, you know. Uh, I didn't like, what was uh, the Sons of Anarchy, that TV show? I didn't really like that. I, I, it's not it's not my thing at all. So I didn't expect to like it much, but they really did a good job of humanizing them Listen, and boiling it down to real world problems like zombies. Deacon Deacon is kind of just like a really gruff you, to be honest. He just <laughs> I, I think he just really wants to hug people. But instead, it's a <laughs> zombie world. So because I did find him relatable once I got to know him, I'm like, you know what? I'll take that. That's a compliment. He's a good guy. He yeah. really is, and I, I like playing good people. I really do. He cares for his friends. He like really wants to do things right by everybody. But there happens to be a zombie apocalypse. So, 
Thank you, Ivy. You're making me blush. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I don't know how you play um, two or like, what is it, the three different single player experiences at the same time. And you like jump in between. Do you read like four different books at the I same time? I do actually. I, no joke. I used to actually have a book on my phone, like an ebook, a physical book that I put in my gym bag. So I would only read it when I would go to the gym. Another book, but maybe this is too much information, but in the bathroom. <laughs> and i would just like whatever wherever i am pick up whatever book uh i have nearby and continue that story where i left off and there's always the first like half of the page where i'm like what was happening again what's that person's name like that does happen a little bit but it all, always comes back to you there's always like oh yeah and it brings you a sense of discovery in a book even that's not intended sometimes or like you're re falling in love with characters or you're re being engaged in in plot lines uh, I can't help it. I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. So the doing many things at the same time thing um, is kind of par for the course for me. Like I can't, like I f- hyper-focus on one thing, then drop it and move on to the hyper-focus on the next thing. But that doesn't mean I won't come back to hyper-focus on the first thing again. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I, I've tried reading on, I've tried reading on phones. I can't do it. Yeah. I just can't do it. I've tried it a hundred times. Like, uh, I, I had eventually I bought a Kindle and that worked a little better, you know, just one of those e-reader things. But uh, everybody was like, "Oh, Rami, if you if you're traveling so much, you should just read on your phone." I just keep getting messages. <laughs> I just keep reading up on Twitter. It's like, or like, uh, you know, me- getting messages from random people or, or whatever. Uh, I never get to read. It's a disaster. Yeah. It's easy to get distracted on your phone, especially if you're like in uh, in chat groups and one of those groups gets going. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, especially if we're talking about the family chat groups. Oh, like, you're one of those too? Oh, hell, <laughs> one of those, multiple oh. of them. <laughs> There's the one with only my siblings that my parents aren't in. There's the ones with my parents are in. There's the one with a little bit more of an extended family. There's the one with my mother's, like my mother-in-law and her family, like my, my wife's family. There are so many of them and they're all different. And I think that's why you need to have different ones because whoever, of course, like anything else, the makeup of a group will dictate the kind of messages that you see. Do you you also have the one where it's just an auntie sending you like flowers? (laughs) (laughs) Always like a bunch of those flowers and coffee and good morning and like spring. I genuinely thought that was just my family. No, absolutely not just your family. Do you think think the aunties are sending this stuff between each other? You think there's like a secret auntie network? (laughs) Well, I mean, we have a secret sibling network, so I'm sure they have a secret auntie network. No doubt about it. But like, it's it's like a cross-family auntie network where they're just like, what if we all send them this one with this purple flower this week? Like, you think we're all secretly... Like, did you get a purple flower recently? My auntie sent me a purple flower recently. (laughs) All the flowers blend in my head after a while. I don't remember which color. My dad's phone is like filled with this stuff, like gigs of uh, photos yes. of good morning, and coffee and all of this stuff. Because he, he's on so many different groups. And it's, and it's all like different constellations of the same people. <laughs> but it's like you know, 20 of those here, but 15 in this one. And mine is these three other people because they want to talk about something that Abu Riyadh doesn't want to hear about. And like... Uh, <laughs> And, 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 and he has this thing with like, you know, WhatsApp, just uh, whatever photo you get on WhatsApp is saved on your on your, on your uh, phone, on your, on yes. your phone's memory. So it's like my phone is getting slow and I'm looking at it. It's like, yeah, of course, it has like eight gigs of flowers. I, 
<laughs> I really I had to turn off the auto saving in WhatsApp because the stuff that they were sending me there was a lot of like Quran there was a lot of like flowers there was a bunch of stuff about the Arab Revolution so I had like people throwing rock and I'm just going through TSA or airport security just being like if they grab my phone right now I don't know what auntie sent me but like <laughs> I I the first time when Trump became president in the states and I, I was going to GDC for the first time I actually did clean out my phone removed all the images deleted WhatsApp for that same fear because I, I'm afraid they're going to look at some like an Arabic joke like a meme or something and read the writing and not understand it and think and just pull me aside like that's 100% plausible so I, I mean, just like the time to clean it out. Yeah, I, I I used to clean my phone for flights to to the US pretty much only. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's always in between the flowers for for me, at least from from my mom's side. I learned a lot about my mom uh, because of WhatsApp. Because uh, at this point, she was sharing. Uh, I don't know if it's the same for you, but a lot of conspiracy theories. Oh, and we had to. Yeah, the educational look. Look that video that you just shared. There's no sources for it. Like, there's no uh, like you have to read into it. And she's like, "Oh, okay." Like she she wouldn't fight us. Like initially, she would be like, "I don't know. It seems legit to me." That turned into, "Oh, every one of my of my children are disagreeing with this. They probably have a point." Which turned into, "Maybe I'll stop sharing them with these people." <laughs> I think she just shares them now with like. Her, kid, her other groups of friends. I hope that's not the case. I hope there's like an education that happened. She's like, okay, I'm going to check sources. But I have the suspicion that she's just, you know, it's tabling it. And moving I mean, to the side. to be fair, there there is at, at least around um, uh, the, the generations before us, there's definitely sort of like a conspiracy mindedness. It's just very different conspiracies from the ones here in the West, right? And they're and they're valid. Like honestly, if you if you think about it, my mom grew up in Saddam Hussein, Iraq, where he literally had um, lookalikes, and they would go in front of the crowd and they would talk. And then more than one time, uh, they got assassinated, and people went out in the street and started to celebrate. And they were picked up and like never to be seen again. So that's right. the world that my my mom comes from, where you cannot trust the government. Right. And, so conspiracies, like, like I don't blame her at all. For to, to, to be fair, like, I think the the thing that the the way I always explain to people, because I, I've had these conversations about about like these sort of conspiracy messages that that proliferate really quickly through these groups. Uh, like, imagine if the the U.S. government just brought out a document right now that was like CIA announces nine eleven was an inside job, right? Then every conspiracy person in the world would go like, "See, told you." Yep. Told you so. But in the Arab world, that's actually what happened because the you know the conspiracy theories were like, oh, the CIA was behind the coup in Iran, uh, the CIA this or yeah, <laughs> and then the CIA goes and goes like, oh yeah 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 you yeah that was us exactly. So everybody's just like, well, then clearly the CIA is behind everything. We can't explain. <laughs> uh, so they might but, still be. We don't know for but sure. But you're right. Like the group is 100 percent that. It's like flowers, cute little <laughs> motivational message. The CIA is behind X, Y, and Z, <laughs> and, and then more flowers. And more flowers. The most terrifying things is that, like, when I started seeing my uh, my dad evolving from using just the WhatsApp to uh, to like see these things, and like it seemed like um, he is now on Facebook. Uh, like, oh like, no, uh, no. The minute he got on Facebook, first thing he did is that uh, he started adding everybody. So he's like adding, so like, and because he added me, he started to get like recommendations of my friends. <laughs> so like I had like some of my friends from New Zealand, um, like 
like my friend Jerome, he was texting me the other day. He's like, dude, your dad is sending me um, flowers with some Arabic writing every morning. <laughs> I generally have no idea what it is, but it's funny. <laughs> and I told him, yes, he kind of sends good morning to everybody. And I was like, oh, I feel like I'm part of the family. <laughs> it's so sweet. But at some point, like, my dad, I guess, got tired of sending like that flower to like every single person on Messenger kind of separately. So one day I woke up and he added me to this mega messenger group of 340 people to which like he added everybody. And then I was like, Fazio was added to this conversation and then flower photo. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and then people started responding. It's like, oh, good morning. Good morning, Abu Fawzi. Good morning. I was like, oh, my God. My phone is about to explode. Leave the group. <laughs> Your father went viral in that way that people go viral who just DM everybody. Can you please retweet my tweet? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want to add your dad on Facebook, though. I'm add you soon enough. I'm surprised I have it already. Um, and and also, like, do you also get the messages that are just like just like this giant wall of just Arabic text about some preacher doing something somewhere in the world, and it just starts with forwarded many times. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he was like excuse me why am i why am i in chain messages again i thought i was i thought i'd i'd pass past the point where i was 16 years old on amazon like how is it that we have these exact same experiences i, I genuinely like, think that our that our families are just in these groups together as well <laughs> And Six like, degrees of separation, I guess. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure our parents found each other now that they know this podcast is happening. And they're like, oh, shall we send everybody a good morning message? Yeah, which one are you sending? Oh, I'm taking the, <laughs> I'm taking the orange flower and the preacher story this week. <laughs> I want to shake things up today and send the one with the flamingo. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when, you get, when you get really creative with... Also, is it just... Because <laughs> you get like these 25 megabyte animated GIFs of just like a star pattern. It's just like star <laughs> blinking. But yes. somehow the GIF is like looping 26 times and the entire loop 26 times is saved into the file. It's just like one loop. <laughs> yeah. We also get all the pictures, like phone pictures of real photographs like all the time of like us when we were kids <laughs> like mom I, I bought you a scanner <laughs> you could take a better picture of this I, but uh it's endearing and like it, it I, I love it I, it's a it's a glimpse into the past right I, ge- I genuinely think the uh that's the only place i ever see children's photos of myself is there like i i don't know where the photo albums went they're probably at one of my parents but I get photos from those that apparently my my uncles and aunties took when I was much younger. Uh, When those photos were taken, they probably took photos of those photos or got copies of those photos. And now I get them sent to me every now and then. I was like, yes, I was small once. This is correct. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Like, I I don't know. My my memories of these uh, instances from before are always so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, focused on not the thing that's actually happening. So sometimes like, oh yeah, that time I met that really friendly cat, I was at this huge event with all my family around us. But all I remember like is that one specific moment in time. So it's really interesting where these photos actually let me bridge things, like you know, connect the dots between all these different events. Like, oh, th- these people who I knew before, they're they're married. They weren't always together. They're, that was the day where they joined. 
um, like that those connections are, are interesting it's like it's like recipes you know when you have um, when when you eat a food that your mom made and you haven't had for a really really long time and it just takes you back to specific moment in time where you had that same meal right it's it's incre- it's incredible like our minds work in really interesting ways super fun if we just um, create some kind of chain message that we send on one of these groups about like how WhatsApp collect your data and then watch as those groups start to fumble their way into migrating into other <laughs> other <laughs> I genuinely think that has started right because yeah. I'm so so I've been using a number of messaging apps but one of them is Signal right which is yeah. sort of like the, the the one of the more privacy minded ones mm-hmm. and it sends you a message when it gives you like a, a heads up when a contact in your phone joins if you have that setting turned on. And I just turned I just turned that on. One by one, my Arab family started coming, like just trickling in. Like it started with it started with my dad, who I was like, What? I didn't tell you about this. How did you end up on this sort of like tech platform? And then aunties started coming in, and then uh, cousins started coming in, or nephews. I don't never know which one it is in English. <laughs> um, more more people started coming in, and I'm just like, there. This is a mic. This is a mass mic. This is, but like, it's hard to explain just how massive that is because WhatsApp was so ingrained in the culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like this is like a mass mic. Yeah, mass migration to a new app. It's kind of huge. It's cool. I think in the, in, yeah. in the Arab world, there's always this um, this uh, like a problem solving mentality that gets people to kind of explore software that I've never heard of before. Like um, there were in some countries, they banned voice over IPs for like WhatsApp and stuff like that, so you can't use it for fo- for phone calls. So like um, I would get uh, from like relatives or something like use this IMO software. I've never heard of it before. Right. Um, <laughs> when I call my mom, I use Line. <laughs> Because yeah. uh, because like the the telecommunication companies they blocked WhatsApp uh, phone calling, so I used you know my Japanese account and line to call them, and uh, I remember at some point there was like some people in I forget in which country they were using PUBG to 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 voice chat because PUBG had voice chat and all the other voice over IPs were kind of blocked and they were using PUBG for that. Yeah, anyway. there was. There was a period where we went through like 50 apps. It was like IMO, Viber, the purple one. Like just tons of different apps. And then they always just kind of end up back at WhatsApp for some reason when things calm down. But uh, yeah, this time it feels different. It feels, it feels like they're actually going to Signal, which um, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm on Telegram, yeah, but maybe absolutely. I should check out Signal actually. It's not. I mean, I I like it. I've been using it for a long time. But yeah, Telegram is is fine as well. Uh, basically, anything that isn't Facebook owned is is kind of a win in my book in this regard because that ecosystem. I'm just worried for that ecosystem. Like the amount of misinformation that spreads on it, and the sort of conspiracy sensitivity yeah. that uh, a lot of folks in my family have. Like it just makes it, it makes me really unhappy. Yeah. when I see them on Facebook. So a move away, I'm all for it. <laughs> well, I agree 100%. Well, conspiracy is coming to signal, it seems. Well, the Arabs are coming, so... You know, in the end, it's, you know, the signal is just from the CIA. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> WhatsApp. WhatsApp is from the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> signal will be from the CIA 10 years from now, when the next yes. <laughs> But WhatsApp is from the CIA now. Yes, that's right. That's accurate. Well, now you got the Habibis on signal. So that's the first uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder how much CIA listened to this one. 
I, I, I would bet they're the first people who listen to it every time. <laughs> <laughs> they're a big fan. The probably not listening to the ones we release. Even they're, they're listening to. <laughs> 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 are we kidding uh, we love you thank you for protecting the name yeah, thank you <laughs> thank you for listening in and making sure we don't say anything inappropriate uh just you keep us honest <laughs> yeah it's just to make sure that i can go and in, go into the u.s or something again in the future um but yeah no i don't know <laughs> i'm just i'm just laughing because i just got a message with a flower <laughs> 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 um, yeah that's sweet yeah it's a really pretty one I'm going to start sending you good morning messages every day yeah. <laughs> well we do we do have that discord that we should start using at some point but let's let's <laughs> the flower photos on the discord yeah let's collect some flowers first so we can actually use the discord properly uh, we'll probably talk about it one in one of the future weeks Absolutely. I think this is a good time to end it. Um, I think we had a great chat. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, honestly, uh, we're we're really amazed by your very reception. We're very, very happy to be doing this. We look forward to it. All three of us have said that this is the highlight of our week. So thank you very much for joining us on our journey. Salam. 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 That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I'm Osama Dorias, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Osama Dorias. My fellow Habibis were Rami Ismail, you can find on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami, and Fauzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fauzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. Intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubeda. And the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea, with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service, or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening, and salam alaikum.